Hello, everyone, and welcome to this new episode of the All New 52 podcast. I am Joe. This is Caleb. This week, we're talking about Submerge because we talk about comics on this podcast. From the big two of DC and Marvel to Vault, who I've never heard of before, yeah. but I have praises for. Okay, interesting. Okay. Maybe not the praises you're thinking of. We'll see. <laughs> well, I can tell you, I don't know exactly what your praises are going to be. I have an idea of what one of your negatives is going to be, and we'll see. But... Um, yeah, this is written by Vita Ala, who is, uh, this was the first thing I read from them and it, they quickly became one of my favorite, uh, writers. They are writing new mutants right now. They're writing children of the atom. They wrote uh, ghost spider, uh, back when that was a thing. So I was for the short amount of time. I'm really happy. I got on the ground floor of this, but I never finished it. Um, so I, Eventually got the other two comics and was like, I'll save this for the podcast. It's also drawn by Lisa Sterelli. Sterley. 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 And with covers by Jim Bartell. Yeah. So this is your book. You you synopsize okay. it. Yeah. I'll, I'll butt in when I think I have something to say. Can you give me the main character name? Uh, Alicia. Alicia. Alicia Puente. Puerte. Okay. Alicia. It's definitely Alicia. It's been a week since I've read this because I was dog sitting. So um, I might be a little rusty if you can hop in. Yeah. But um, Alicia gets a, uh, she lives in New York. There is a big old hurricane coming through and she gets a call from her brother, which she at first ignores. But then when she listens to the, um, listens to the voicemail she's like okay i'm gonna go help him she's mad at him for something but she's like okay so she goes down into the subway even though storm warning's coming it's beginning to flood and she slips from the subway into the underworld a basically uh, very greek inspired underworld and um she has to navigate her way through this meanwhile we get flashbacks to her relationship with her brother and her family more widely um and we kind of find out why there's that baggage between her and her brother and you know her parents yeah it's uh a very personal story from alicia's point of view just really less about the adventure that she's on and more about her dealing with her personal demons with yeah. her family yeah very internal mm -hmm. it's it's a very short it's a mini series this is it the four issues we have back here this is all that ever came uh, came from it. So, and I think that's sorry all... for not going too in depth. There's not much depth in terms of just an overview to go into. I feel like. Well, and yeah, and we'll get more into depth in the positives and negatives. I think that's all Vault does. I'm pretty mini series. I looked on their website back when this was coming out, so they may have changed some stuff. They may not even be in business anymore. Um, but everything that was on there was a mini series. Interesting. Yeah. Which I like. I think that's a good business model for an uh, indie company. I don't know if it's a good business model, but I think it's a interesting one in the sense that like if you have a hit then man that sucks that you're gonna lose that revenue no but you can get that creative team back that's true and also you know didn't take long for vita to go over to marvel that's true so they weren't gonna have them for that long yeah so you want to start with positives okay yeah i don't know why i choked when i was saying that but we'll bounce back and forth i i think i have more positives and negatives on this book um because this really is very much catered to like my taste in storytelling um, I am a big fan of Journey to the Underworld myths. They're my favorite type of myths across any mythology. Um, and that that's what this is. It's much like uh, a earlier book this year, Future State Wonder Woman. Uh, this is a character going down yeah. into the into the underworld and, you know, specifically a Greek inspired underworld. Uh, but, you know, it's it's always a prime time to like tackle 
very interesting um, personal conflicts while reimagining uh, a very familiar setting. So I really like that, and I I love how um, I love how they do that. I like the textures in this book. I think the art at sometimes can feel a little off, um, especially when they're doing movement. But uh, the colorist uh, uses textures throughout in a really cool way that I don't often see. Most of the colors I see in comics are flat. Um, this though, it felt, you know, it felt uh, more textured. Okay. I, this is something we don't get into much. I really like the presentation of these floppies. These are about the hi- highest quality floppy aside from like a DC black label, which I don't even consider a floppy. That is just like a mini trade. Yeah, at that that's point. perfect bound. That's yeah. perfect bound. This, the pages feel so crisp and good. They feel, I remember when uh, comics made the transition from like the newspaper paper in the middle to I don't know what you call it. Just the more modern feel more of glossy, comics. I yeah, guess. more glossy. Yeah. This is even better. I loved how this feel felt. And I didn't feel like some of the glossy books. I feel like it's almost going to rub off on me or something like this. No, this felt great. That's really cool. Um, I, I attributed that mainly because to these just being like fresh out of the bag. No, um, it's definitely, definitely different material. Yeah, okay, and that's really cool. I'm like, good on you, Vault. For like a small company like that, I'm sure that's a lot more expensive to print like that. And that makes me really glad that I didn't buy the trades. So I just bought all the single issues. Um, I also really like the cover art uh, by Jim Bartell, and I think Lisa Sturley helped out a little bit too. Just good, 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 good covers. Yes, uh, excellent. Uh, the second one with the... Um, kind of ghost mother image coming mm-hmm. out of the water. Um, and as they go on, the water gets higher in the covers, which helps like track the story. Your turn. Um, I, I like the structure of this. I like the flashbacks. I think that's interesting. Um, I think this is a very visual story. Um, there's some important moments of dialogue, but a good chunk of the dialogue in this is Spanish. I don't speak Spanish, but like I always knew what was going on and stuff like that. Um, and I think we'll get a little bit more into this in the, um, well, should we go ahead and spoil it? The ending? Uh, sure. Okay. I really like the ending of this. Um, how it ends is that uh, you find out that Alicia's father is some type of criminal um, in you know, some type of mob or gang or something like that. And she turns state witness to that. And part of the reason that she went to help her brother is that her brother also turns state witnesses and is afraid that someone was tracking him down and finds out, yes, someone was tracking him down and shot him. And she was too late for that. And part of her journey through the underworld is coming to terms with that grief and being able to disconnect from the family. And I, I just found the pacing at the end when she's she and her brother have escaped the subways but it's that kind of classic point where it's like he can't go on and she has to like let him go. I found that part extremely moving. Okay. I actually, the ending was my least favorite part. I figured you'd say that. Really? Well, yeah. Okay. Cause I think it's, I don't want to go into too much into negatives right now, but it's a huge just shift in storytelling where I'm like, you got way too wordy for a comic that was not wordy at all. Yeah. That I think that makes a lot of sense. I, like I said, I have other things about the ending that we'll get into. Mm-hmm later but um i don't think that's an unfair criticism the last positive i'll say here um until i think of one that i just haven't It'll thought of in. that yeah is um i really like how this incorporates greek myth in there um i studied greek myth in college and um this it just 
like every beat that I wanted it to hit, it did. This ends with a quote from the Odyssey, and it just happens to be my favorite translation, Emily <laughs> Wilson's translation, which is also super new, so they had to pay out for that. Like, I just felt like there was, for such a unique uh, way of like structuring this family story with uh, the subway setting and then also incorporating the Greek aesthetic and actually making that mean something, um, that was, I th- feel like it was very well handled. I also like the art. It was... Like you said, not very good at movement. There was a couple key moments where I was like, mm, I can I can see the budgets, but yep. they, yep. they, they definitely did not have the time that some comics have. Uh, but I like the use of colors because usually flashbacks get a more duller color or like even just black and white to signify this happened in the past. These, the flashbacks are... Uh, they're brighter. They're colored yeah. in like, oh, this is what's happening. And the present is duller. I guess to signify it's more of a spiritual yeah, thing going on with it's, the... It's like a lot of grays and blues. Yeah. Yeah. Which kind of don't pop out as much. I like how the colors just change. Uh, occasionally is not the word I'm looking for, but just like with a pattern. Mm-hmm. What's the word? I'm at a loss for this word right now, but... Uh, they change when they have like... Uh, this might be not what you're getting at but they change when they have narrative like purpose too. nope that's not what i'm getting at but they change at key points and i like how they change i i'm just at a loss for the word that i'm Rhythm? looking for we're, we're gonna move we'll past this up. point yeah we're gonna move past this colors changing though i like it when they did uh and that's about all i got okay um negatives uh i don't get the title for one I think the title is very disconnected from the rest of the book. And when you brought up the water, you've actually you've actually made a lot of negatives when you're talking about it. When okay. you were talking about your positives, it's kind That's of fair. funny because I didn't really feel anything towards this book. It was I I appreciated the personal uh, personality, how personal the story was in terms of just character growth and whatnot, but uh, not my type of comic really. Yeah. But you talk about all this stuff. Uh, did not catch any greek references and i i'm not a big of a greek nerd as you but i know my mythology and stuff yeah missed it all okay the one that i'm very surprised you didn't get was the dog whenever the dog casts the shadow it has three heads yeah missed okay. that missed uh, that i didn't notice any i noticed the dog just popping in and out of existence but man okay uh Cause these are, and I think that's fair. And I think, um, they Cause if that's what they're going for, man, you, I don't think you need to like the story is about, yeah, I think it works fine without yeah. it, but if they were really hinging on that, uh, retelling of a Greek mythology, like, man, seeing Janice up there and then Chiron, like those are so obvious to me that I I'm realizing now how, uh, how they may be subtler than I thought. I don't even know if subtle is the right word, but just, disconnected enough to where i like you say i'm like i mean i guess well he could be hades at the end at the chair or whatever but yeah i guess i guess my question for that is then did it distract like when when she's going up and she sees uh it's this uh homeless person and there are two doors did that distract were you like why is there a homeless person why are there these two doors like did that kind of take you out of the story no the entire ending just kind of baffled me in terms of connection to the rest of the story because it goes from very uh out of this world to very again into the like normal world where i was like this is whiplash especially after four very short issues yeah. of uh 
primarily visual storytelling and then just going full word at it. Yeah. I think that's a good uh good critique of the last issue. I think another one is um I feel like they could have seeded that her dad was a criminal earlier on. Um yeah. Because her dad isn't even a present. Like, she gets a phone call from her mom, and she, uh, of course, is looking for her brother. In the flashbacks, they're constantly talking about her dad. Const- in the first issue? Maybe not in the first okay. issue, but second and third on, they are constantly talking about yeah, her dad in the flashbacks. Yeah. Especially he's, in the second one. He's definitely a presence, but not in the sense... It, it just seems like it's an estranged relationship, not that her father is like an actual criminal. Well, and I don't want them to start this off with like Elisa is 25 and her father <laughs> runs a gang network in New York city. Yeah. But like it, it did seem like a big leap, mm-hmm. which I feel like it kind of lessens the ending and like the value of, uh, just her being close to her brother and whatnot. Cause now it, to me, it feels more like, I don't I don't know exactly how to phrase this. I feel it, it feels like less that the brother ever did anything to make her to make her mad at him. Like she definitely said she resented him to a certain amount, but I felt like it would have been more powerful. It's like, yeah, but like who are like none of that's your fault. And, yeah, it, and none of it yeah. was. It was it was her she was placing her parents on it, but also like it's fine if she resented him as a little brother. Like, I feel like that happens plenty enough. It's not like, yeah, but I think, I think when you're holding on to it, um, you're stopping, it's less about like forgiving him. And it's more about allowing yourself to grow, um, and like heal the hurt. Cause the relationship with her brother is that she has a lot of, um, uh, anxiety put on her from a young age because she's told she has to protect him, but also, and she's like her father's favorite, which complicates things. But also her brother, because it's a very patriarchal family, her brother is able to get away with a lot more stuff. It's the older sibling, younger sibling yeah. uh, dynamic. Um, so I feel like I feel like that's fair. Um, but I feel like it's more about her moving on than her actually forgiving her brother. See that that last issue just kind of it shifts everything around yeah. for me. What about, what about um her relationship with her mother? Uh, stuff got a little too heavy handed. Like you have that first thing with her, like they show a fight with her mother, and it's like she's she kind of like apologizes just to dispel the current situation and then they keep flashing back to different ones and i'm like okay i I, I get it i get and then you have our very uh visual representation with her mother or ghost mom having chains that are keeping her in like immediately and then there's just more and more and more i they they kept just hitting the nail into the board and it's like i got it at the first strike that's fair i think i just wanted to bring that up because that's the other very important relationship that we haven't touched on. Um, and I think it's a very interesting dynamic uh, because her mother is not the initiate, like she didn't initiate the abuse, but she definitely enabled it. So I wanted to at least mention it. I feel like this could be a very good uh, one issue, just like maybe, maybe like a 35 pager or something like that. And like no words, you could easily get all that happened across. Um, not to say like them having thought bubbles and speech bubbles in this lessen the value, but I think it diluted the meaning a little too much and just didn't nail the landing at all. Yeah, that's fair. I would want to keep the uh, 
keep the person saying the uh, the proem to the Odyssey in the, <laughs> in the ending. But, that's a narrator box, so you're yeah. fine. You get you get to keep that. <laughs> yeah, that's a. I'm gonna nerd out for a minute here and say one more, and then let you uh, let you end on any negatives you have. Uh, so this ends with the proem to the Odyssey, um, and it's interesting that you see the ending of something. Uh, ending with the beginning of something else. I like that connection because myths are cyclical, but also if just cause it's like, it's inviting you to put this into dialogue with the Odyssey. One of the endings of the Odysseus myth is that he will have to take an oar and travel inland until no one knows what it is because he has been tormented so much by the sea. This isn't the one that's in the Odyssey, by the way. Oh, okay. I was um, like, how have I never heard about that? Um, this is a little bit more of an obscure one, but it just, I, I feel like that really um, that made me appreciate the ending even more because as she moves on and she goes into what I assume is witness protection after yeah. testifying for her dad, it's like this idea of she will now have to take um, like she can't remove these uh, these events from her life, but she will have to travel into a next step where those are not her, the def- like the definitive elements of her. And I found that really nice and beautiful. I don't I'm, expect anyone else to read that into this. I'm glad I had you to explain it to me. I don't think that's what Vidala was going for. So it might have been. It kind of bums me out that you had this like connection to it with recognizing all this stuff. Cause I, I feel like since I didn't get it, I lost a ton of uh possible enjoyment from that. I don't know if that's on me just not realizing or if it's on them for like Maybe making it. I I don't. Want, I don't I never, expect anyone to have the knowledge like of Greek myth that someone who studied classics for but four years. Underworld does. stuff. That's pretty common knowledge, at least. And I don't know for it to completely go over my head amazes me. And I don't want. I I never want a writer to like dumb down something for the audience. But I think it was just, I think it was way too loose of a connection. I think, though, with... Especially, and that uh, Odysseus quote at the end, I was like, where did they talk about this? Where is it? This This feels like a, like, ah, uh, bookends. Well, and to be fair, but, like, the no one ever said this. The character who says that is just quoting other uh, works of fiction throughout. Like, she also quotes Shakespeare. Um, so I think that, like, if it's in line with her character. But I think most of your critiques of this are removed from the Greek connection. So I think like while you may have had a little bit more appreciation, I still think most of what you've said is valid. Yeah, I don't I don't think me not catching the Greek connection takes us away because it wasn't hinging on that. But the fact that I missed that completely is amazing to me. The Cerberus is the only one that I'm really surprised you missed. I never look at people's shadows in anything. Okay. Uh, The shadows are very important in this. Uh, Yeah, I did not. I was looking for more water because it's called Submerged. And for some reason there, I know I knew it wasn't a Tom Taylor book, but he has some like kids thing about about, like water or something. I was I was thinking something about that where it's like we're going underwater. There's a really nice part where she's swimming through these uh, these subway cars while like the events of her memory are taking place. I think that's a really fun visual element of the story. The art's stylized enough to, I just took it more as floating and less swimming. Yeah. Like, I mean, it might be floating spiritually. I She's in water. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, and that's the thing is like, you know, none of this stuff. I think you need to take that literally. I, sh- I don't think she actually went to the subway and you know, so mm-hmm. doesn't really, that's about all I got. Cool. Um, that's all I got. I think it's a good, a good book, a good series, uh, and you should check it out. 
I think it's not a waste of time, which is really high praise for me when I don't enjoy something. How how does this stack up to other, specifically the independent stuff I've given you, Sixth Gun and Saga? I don't like Saga. Um, I think this is much for a Sixth Gun, where okay. uh, I'm just a very take it or leave it kind of mindset yeah. for me. I don't okay. I don't really think uh, you're missing out on too much, but uh, enjoyment to be had if it's your, if it's your type of stuff. Cool. And obviously less of an investment than something like Saga or oh, yeah. Six Gun, because it's it's one and done. So. Yeah, it's great. Uh, that's that's very refreshing. Just do complete you, stories. Do you want to explain to people what we are doing? I do. I was just about to get okay. into that. Next episode is a very special episode. The number doesn't have anything to do with it. It's more just I thought this would be a fun episode uh, to do with each other. Um, me and Caleb are going to read each other's first comics. And also read it again. Yes. But yeah, uh, yeah, we're going to read each other's first comics um, in a joint episode. We ain't splitting this up. I got two. I've got one. I yours are two issues, right? Uh, uh, one is a, a digest. OK, so it's I don't know exactly how long it is, but they, it's four issues, but they're very short. Yes, they're very, very short. And then one uh, one issue. Similar. Similarly, I'm not exactly sure how long this would be if it were issues. It's about 60 pages or something like that. Okay. So maybe three issues. Yeah. All right. I'm so excited. Where's yours? Uh, you can look at it after I unbox yours. Oh, okay. Wow. I thought we were going to do this together like on no, Christmas. No, we're not. Tintin! I should have known. I know you yeah. had some uh, connection to Tintin. Yeah. Um, specifically, we'll read Tintin in America. Um, and I. the reason that I count this as my first comic is because I read this, read this before I could read. I looked at the pictures. Okay. Um, That's cool. Whenever, That's interesting. Yeah. And my brother could read by then. So I asked him whenever I was confused. So. Mine is behind you. It's under the flap. Also, the, the other one we'll be reading is digital only because I could have gotten a copy, but it would have taken three weeks to get here. And uh, getting a copy from America would cost $50. And I wasn't willing to pay that. Spider-Man and Storm change the weather. Team up. Spider-Man I, team up. Okay. So why why is this collected in just one? I have no idea. I... This may be wrong. I might have checked out the books at the same time. I remember them being collected in one thing and even then noticing a very uh, stark difference in art style and stuff. This is just one trade for some or one one hardbound floppy is what it is. It was a library copy. So maybe this could have been mine. I'm no, pretty sure it wasn't. that was also a here. library copy. I so. didn't go here. So um, that's that's really cool because it's your favorite superhero and uh, a member of my favorite superhero team. So I distinctly remember this. So we'll see how much is changed from what I like really remember. Um, I, I want to see what you think about it. All right. Uh, and, and the other one we're reading, uh, Caleb will be reading is uh, Spider-Man and the Power Pack. Yes. You've talked to me about this one. Before, yes. So. Spider-Man and the Power Pack. Uh, I think there's been another one since then, but this was like a 2000s run. Super short, super short digest. Yeah. Okay. I'm I am super excited. I've already read Tintin. So. Oh, cool. I, I was like, I'm I'm dog sitting this week. Don't have anything else to do. Well, you can have this still. Okay. Cool. Um, as always, if you've enjoyed what you've listened to, please make sure to subscribe and rate us on your uh whatever you're listening to us on, be it Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, what's that other one that a good majority of the audience listens to us on? Oh, uh, oh, I don't remember. It's. 
I don't remember because once you're on Apple, it automatically sends it there. So I'd never have to bother <laughs> with the back end of it. It's something though. And if you're listening, yeah, if on you're it, listening, I appreciate you because there's a good amount of y'all listening to us on it. Um, if you want to email us comics or suggestions about comics, go to all new 52 podcast at gmail.com. We'll take any suggestions into your big three or big two or whatever library copies of comics that we're in elementary schools slash middle schools. It's it's wild. Yeah. Speaking of which, this is completely separated from the plug. Uh, I reactivated my library card because I'm like, ooh, I remember as when I was getting that, I was like, oh, yeah, they have comics at the yeah, library. They do. Hmm. They have. And if you get the Hoopla app, you can read digital comics. That's how I read Zatanna and Black Canary a couple Interesting. years ago. Interesting. Uh, that's a great, that's how I got into comics was not only getting Tintin and stuff from comics, but when I started getting into like superhero comics, I got like all of them through the library. That was me with manga. Yeah. That it's was, a great it way. Cause great. it's yeah. no t- money investment. Oh yeah. It's great. And library's free and support your library, man. Yeah. They definitely need it. Um, this has been the all new 52 podcast talking about submerged. If you like what you hear, I don't know where you can re- you can buy the floppies. You can buy a trade. Probably anywhere trades can be bought. Maybe Vault has their own thing. You can get it from them. Support them a little more. I think they deserve it, especially with the quality of those issues. Yeah. All right. See y'all we'll later. See y'all next week.